Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. It's uh, Rodney joined by, uh, of course, Will. How's it going? And uh, Mark. What's going on, guys? And joining us over the phone is uh, the lovely guy at the OKest show around uh, named Cole. Hello, Cole. Hello, hello. You can hear me? Yes. Um, so yeah, today we got uh, a couple things uh, lined up for you guys. We're going to talk about uh, the a way out. Will, Mark, and I had a chance to play it, and Cole has seen videos, so that's about the same thing. Because it's a cinematic game or whatever, but um, yeah, we're going to talk about some Nintendo Labo stuff and all that little little fun stuff. It's coming up right now on VGN, right now. All right, so yeah, let's uh, let's talk about. <laughs> Let's let's kind of segue from the last podcast we did, Mark, uh, with uh, with Brooks, which was on bad video game movies. We just saw that there was a, a an announcement that they're making another one. We might have a new contender to the mix. Yeah, so uh, it's called it's it's on based off the division, and it's being directed by David. What? How do you say it, Will? David Leach. 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 I think it is Leach. Leach. Yeah, I kind of I, I butcher names all the time. Uh, it's starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain. Testing. Again, butchered all the names, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, what do you? Uh, what's your initial thoughts on this, uh, Will? Well, uh, like you said, we are getting another video game movie that uh, no one really asked for. But at least in this case, we've got a pretty good action director, and um, the story is at least something that can be turned into a movie normally with just uh, futuristic um, New York City plagued uh, by a virus that has wiped out most of mankind not zombies but more of like just a terminal illness style virus and uh, the main characters are kind of just finding a way to survive and um, gather help yeah did you ever play the division because I I had a lot of friends that play it and I've, I played maybe like 15 20 minutes of the game it looked super cool and I I really enjoyed how it was like you played with other people and you like it was almost like a a, a a third person shooter MMO kind of thing. Yeah, I played it um maybe about 
uh, let's see, three or four weeks. I kind of got bored of it, mainly because of how repetitive it was. It didn't have a lot of content coming out of this, uh, out of release. Um, now I know Ubisoft has like bu uh, bumped it up with a whole bunch of extra content, some expansion packs, and they're keeping the game alive. They're still releasing DLC for too. Like, there's still stuff coming out for the game. Like, even recently. Yeah, I think there's uh, two expansions planned uh, later this year. I think. I, I, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure they do have uh, some more expansions uh, heading your way. It it plays a lot like uh, you played. You guys, you and uh, Will and Mark, you guys play Skyrim, or uh, not Skyrim. It's uh, Elder Scrolls Online. It's kind of like, it plays like that, but in a Tom Clancy kind of universe. Yeah, I guess it would play, um, I've only played a little bit of it. I'm planning on picking it up maybe when I have a bit more time, but it plays very similar, I find, to Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, see, I'm playing through Ghost Recon Wildlands right now, and it is a little bit different, because it's, it's more, like, grindy. You have to go and do dungeon crawls, and there's, like, bosses at the end, and, uh... Where Wildlands is more, um, like, I don't know, in, in the vision, there's enemies that are just bullet sponges. Like, there's enemies that you put, like, 10, 15 clips into, like, boss monsters or in any other game. But in, in uh, Wildlands, everybody's kind of one-shot, and it's more stealth and sneaky, where this one's, like, uh, I, I can't think of the word. I'm going to look this up, what kind of game it plays like. I just, I kind of find it funny that they picked the one game that no one really cares about. If you're going to make a Tom Clancy game into a movie, why not Splinter Cell? Well, the, that has been a hot topic for years. And there is, actually, there was plans to do it, who uh, maybe 20, uh, I don't remember. It was when Tom Hardy kind of started getting big. Um, he was attached to the star uh, Sam Fisher for a Splinter Cell movie. And then they decided to go ahead with the Assassin's Creed movie. Because that was that was the big thing, you know, Assassin's Creed. Um, we all know how that turned out. So, <laughs> well, it did really good in uh, in uh, Asia, like in Japan and uh, uh, China and stuff. It did really good, and that's why we're getting the second one. That's because uh, anything that Japan makes is hot garbage too. So it, it just fits right in. Hey, Japan makes some pretty good movies. Well, name name one good Japanese live action movie. But just name one. Um. Like based on a, a video game or just in general? Just in general. Uh, the Battle Royale. Okay, yes. yeah, that's what that's what that is one good one. Yeah, that's the only good one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta make sure that's actually Japanese. It might be Korean. Let me check here. It's Japanese. Uh, they've uh, done the first and the second. I have the collector's edition at home. One of my favorites. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. But any 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 Japanese. Uh, movie that's been made from a video game or for an anime is I'm sure we can all agree hot garbage uh, Final Fantasy 7 okay okay shut up Mark you're just making <laughs> me look bad here Seven was a I haven't seen that they they did two movies they did um, I can't remember the first one but the second one Advent Children was it was spot-on they took the story from Final Fantasy 7 the game and they made a movie with it live action it was amazing Okay, well, you, you guys last week talked about um, uh, bad video game movies. Ah, uh, yes, we did. Did you guys talk about Tomb Raider? <laughs> we kind of briefly talked about Tomb Raider, but in my first of all, in my defense, Final Fantasy was animated; it wasn't live action. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's mo mocap. 
Yeah, it so like. so it's it's yeah, so it's not a live action. Yeah, I'm just thinking. Will, did you see Attack on Titan, the live action? Yeah, that's exactly. I kind of wanted to go a little <laughs> off topic here and uh, go into anime movies. Not more of what we do, but man, Attack on Titan was... If you, your word's hot trash, I think this is hot, like epic... Hot garbage. hot garbage. This is like epic garbage. Like, holy <laughs> crap. Like, you really want your time back after watching this. It's more of like a, a, an Attack on Titan porn. Like there is like, I don't even want to go there. Yeah, I turn your mic down for a good reason. <laughs> stop, stop talking about that that movie. It's just so bad. Anyways, um, yeah, back on topic now. Uh, oh, go ahead. I want to uh, mention another. Uh, well, one's really bad. I saw the trailer for the other one that I want to mention as well. But oh man, I don't even really. Oh, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, I oh, got about live action? yeah, I got about ten minutes in, and then I was like, yeah, I, I kind of don't want to watch this anymore, so I stopped watching. Mind you, I was tired, but I was maybe just using that as an excuse to not watch the movie anymore. I think I beat you maybe by like an extra ten minutes, and then I turned it off. It was really bad. But going from that, I saw the trailer was released for the Bleach live action, and surprisingly, that actually does look really good. Yeah, were the trailers for the other two? didn't look good in the first place no i remember seeing the suit of armor and whatnot for l and i was like yeah this is already going in a very bad uh direction but the visual effects in, in japan standards were not that bad honestly but yeah it was just it was still just kind of a bad movie they should just stop yeah. stop making video game movies and stop making anime live action movies it just doesn't work well i mean the what i was going to say about the tomb raider movie is it was actually really good too. <laughs> the, no, the new one, the one with uh, oh. Alicia Vikander. I haven't seen that one yet. I've heard uh, good reviews, I just, so I can't really uh, go there. But if if you're talking like uh, um, uh, uh, Angelina Jolie style uh, Tomb Raider, that can just be stricken from no. the record. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about the new one that just just came out. Oh, the okay. Alicia Vikander one. Yeah. Like the the brand new one. I think it's 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 still in theaters. Yeah, I do want to go see it. It's following more of like the newer uh, game styles. Yeah, it's it's really good. It it like the um, the the beginning, the first like five ten minutes. There's like this bike race, and it's not really interesting. But she gets arrested right after the bike race, and from the point that she gets arrested till the end of the movie, it is really really good. Like the puzzle solving that they do in the movie is like right out of the game, and the uh, the main villain. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Walton Goggins is fantastic. He's one of the best villains I've seen in a movie in a long time. Like really, really cool stuff. So, uh, and the twist, like the twist in the the temple, is really good. So if you get a chance, check it out. Like I, it's it's a good movie. Oh, definitely have to check that out. What game does it follow? Like what does it uh, follow? The first, the, the first, it follows the the first of the remakes. Um, uh, I don't know which one that was called. Maybe Tomb it was 2013 Raider. is when it came out? Tomb Raider. Yeah, just Tomb Raider, yeah. Because the second one is called Rise of Tomb Raider, which I just downloaded now for Game Pass because I haven't even played that one. I'm looking forward to getting into that. And then I think Crystal Dynamics announced that there's a third one coming this year. A third uh, Tomb Raider game? Yeah. I think. I don't know how many there are. Tomb Raider Too many. 2018. But yeah. yeah, no, seriously, every like nobody is seeing the new Tomb Raider movie. Like it, it didn't do very well, but it's actually uh it's really good if you get a chance to check it out. I think you uh sold me with the main villain cuz I'm a really big fan of uh Walter Goggins cuz I really oh. loved uh Justified. 
he's great because he's just this guy. He's been sent on this mission to find this tomb by his organization, and they've been looking for the tomb for like seven years. And he's like, I just want to go see my daughters. He's like, I haven't seen my daughters in like seven years, and I will do anything to find them. So he's he's not actually a bad guy, but he is because he's gone crazy searching on this island. So he's super relatable, and he's not like evil. You can actually like relate with him, but at the same time, he's like killing all these people just so we can see his kids. So it's it's really refreshing villain to see. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. I guess um, I'm gonna have to uh, talk Mark into a movie soon. Yeah, but when you go see it, the first, like, the opening fight scene and stuff, you're like, oh, man, I hope the rest of the movie's not like this. And it's not. It gets way, way better from the beginning. Sweet. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's start talking about A Way Out. Um, Will and I played it yesterday for a couple of hours. Um, I, I, we, uh, we streamed it, so we'll have to... I'm going to have to edit that quickly and put it on our channel, but... It was, uh, it was, it was quite interesting... Um, I did like, because you only had to buy the, the copy of the game, Will, and then you sent me an invite, and I just downloaded the free trial, and then I got to play the full game with you, and I didn't have to purchase the game, so I, I, I like that about that. Yeah, I did the same the thing with Mark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the price of the game is actually very reasonable, just being $39.99, $40, you know, and uh, so far I'm really enjoying it. I restarted the game with uh, Mark today, so now I got like two different save points that I have to uh, play with both uh, Rodney and uh, Pex. Yeah, the game was uh, really good, and it's not a long game; it's about ten hours. Um, but from the from the very beginning, I liked the whole concept, that prison break concept, where you're trying to break out of a jail. Um, so <laughs> some of it is a little corny, and <laughs> and there's like the few like parts in the game that make you kind of scratch your head and you're like, ah, but for what it is, it's, I've never seen a game like this where it takes couch co-ops, like splits the screen. You're both, you're both working together to try and break out of this prison. It's, it was actually really fun. Um, yeah, I basically, I have the same thought, but, um, before we go into the silly aspects, let's uh, debate right now. When do you think, um, this game is taking place? Um, I mean, we briefly talked about it yesterday, about it taking place in the seventies, um, judging by the decor of the freaking warden's office, I'm probably right. But yeah, it's. It, I think it's the 70s. Well, it's got to be somewhere in the 70s or somewhere back then when breaking out of prison was a lot easier. <laughs> I mean, oh, spoiler alert, the guy pulls the toilet a bit from the back of, like, from away from the wall and then just, like, unscrews something, knocks a little bit of freaking concrete off the wall and bam, kicks his way into, like, the inner sanctum of the prison. Have you never watched Prison Break? That's the exact same way they got out. Again, when when was Prison Break set? It, not in the seventies, though. Probably right now. Oh yeah, it was like two thousand five is when it came out. So set in two thousand five. Oh, okay, okay. But oh man, that prison is the biggest joke. I've like the worst prison the ever. Prison? The, what's that? The Prison Break prison or the one in A Way Out? No, the one in A Way Out is just the biggest joke. Like, all the guards should be instantly fired because they, like, just wank off in the corner. They, like, literally look in one direction and stand there and, like, have a cigarette. And then you're like, I'm li I could literally kill all these inmates and, like, he wouldn't even know. Like, he's just <laughs> the worst. The worst guards ever. And then on top of that, no, none of the windows have bars on them. It's just like, he's like, oh, I'm just going to stick my little chisel out this window and I'll come get it later. And then I'm like, oh, it was ridiculous. I couldn't believe how freaking stupid that was. That, that was one of the moments I wanted to bring up, too. That was just ridiculous. He's walking back to his cell. Oh, wait, I'm just going to stash this right outside here. There's no bars or no nothing. 
Yeah. Um, when you guys first told me about this game, like we were talking about it before it came out, I thought it was going to be like um, uh, a bunch of people playing. Like you'd have like uh, it'd kind of be like PUBG, where you'd have like a hundred people in a prison, and you all have like a partner, and you're all trying to get out, and only like few people can make it out, kind of thing. That's how I originally thought the game was going to play. So now that I'm watching a little bit more, seeing the cinematic trailer looks. Uh, Looks interesting, but a lot different than what I was thinking in my head. Well, this game is more like um, I was talking about it with Rodney off the air. Um, it's it's like interactive television, pretty much. You're not. That's cool. Yeah, it's 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 a hundred percent story. Have you ever played those? Uh, Telltale. Telltale. Yeah, it's it's pretty much like that. Cool. Um, yeah, that kind of bothers me in a way, though. Um, I like. I've never really played a cinematic game before, and I just didn't like how it was pressing buttons in a sequence um but at the same time you're playing with somebody else so you gotta kind of work together to keep your objectives straight but um it's like yeah. mario party but it's like mario party but you actually keep your friends yeah <laughs> but even even in this game and it's in you like okay so in this game you do have someone that you you know you're playing with and I think there's more to do in this game than there has been in, like, I played The Walking Dead Telltale and I played Batman Telltale. And those are strictly, you're watching a TV show and you're pressing X when you have to and pressing A when you have to. It's, you're more playing, you're more, you're more watching it for the story and for, for that whole aspect of, of the game. Yeah. Are the stories good? Are they interesting? Oh, yeah, the Walking Dead. They had their own Telltale spinoff. It was it was incredible. I liked it. It was really fun. Um, Batman was a little slow, but um, again, it it makes you. It, the stories are so epic and so good that they make you kind of like fall in love with the characters, and you want to see what's you want to see what happens next. So you keep you keep you know it's and they keep buying, getting you to buy the next chapter and and see how it turns out. Yeah, um, Making money now. pretty much. Going back, though, to uh, Batman, it did start slow, but even you have to admit in a little bit here once I'm done, is that game ended, like, perfectly. Like, there was just great moments. Of, like, you could even sleep with Catwoman. Like, come on. <laughs> Will doesn't need anything else. <laughs> Every man's fantasy. Don't you remember watching, like, the 50s cartoon? <laughs> or not the cartoon, uh, it was the live action. With the uh, Catwoman in like the purple latex, I, I think the Halle Berry one. No, I'm talking like the old like <laughs> pow bang boom. Oh yeah, yeah the the one when they're on the boat and yeah yeah that's that's some I, good I stuff. I think you're getting too graphical for this podcast. I, I, I was I was a twinkle in my daddy's eye when that when that was a series. So. Will needs a hard five minutes. Oh, Take nice. a break. Um, but yeah, like Telltale games are um, very immersive, story driven. You can't control the characters, so you're not walking around. It's basically just a cinematic you're following and watching, and then it's you choose have to, your own story, storybook. Pretty much, but you have to pay very close attention because you only have a couple seconds to press these buttons, and it'll be like, "Oh, shake this guy's hand, don't shake it," and how you do it will like kind of change how the game will play out. Um, um, like, how is the reloading? Like, so say if you want to change your decision, can you just like go back and and reload a save and make change it? Or no, like, it's literally nope. like as soon as you go, there's like checkpoints, so you can't really go back too much. You kind of want to maybe start like a new story. No, that's cool. I, I I prefer that. I'd prefer not getting the chance to just go back and go back and change all you your can, decisions. You, you can restart the chapter. That's that's how it is. You can get halfway through the chapter, you make a mistake. 
uh, you live with norm, nine times out of ten you're living with it, but you can actually go back and restart that whole chapter. Okay, crazy. Um, but going back to a way out, uh, we got to talk about another thing. Is uh, at the very beginning of the game, there's a, a prison fight that <laughs> breaks out, and uh, one guy is being attacked, and your other guy. I don't know. I don't think most inmates would get involved in a fight that they don't even know the guy that's being attacked. But uh, you get involved in this fight and trying to protect your uh, partner that you don't even know yet. And the inmates start uh, throwing... Well, there's some really crappy punches. There's some Superman punches from MMA, which oh, I got to laugh out. No, I disagree. Those punches were, like, high class. Like, all the inmates took karate classes, apparently. Yeah. They were, like, doing roundhouse kicks <laughs> and all this other sh- kind of stuff. And then... But if... if you, I mean, I watch a lot of TV, so I know what goes on in prisons, I swear. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, prison fights are just a joke. Like, they're, like... They, t- they talk like they're all tough, you know. Oh, I'm going to kick your ass. And then they, like, throw, like, the ridic- most ridiculous ridiculous looking punches ever like i can't even illustrate it with my voice but you know yeah that was the hardest that was the hardest thing to wrap my head around was when you first enter the prison will's getting attacked and my guy's just like, oh i'm gonna help you right away we're gonna be best friends yeah i'm just like that would not happen but like those things you gotta just take with a grain of salt i've met some of my best friends in prison so i don't know what you're talking about oh yeah backstory there Cole I'm in and out of the joint quite a bit which is why I help out on a video game podcast (laughs) no wonder you don't get as much work anymore (laughs) ow (laughs) all my time in the joints yeah um, I I am liking this game but it's not what I was expecting mind you I probably built the game up in my head before I played it but um, once you get outside the prison um, you're obviously working together to um stay out and 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 uh work together to to i don't know continue to go after the guy that basically affected your lives so uh, the guy's name's harvey right yeah yeah too much mark hasn't even escaped the prison yet we just scaled the wall like with the back-to-back thing right yeah oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah the basically both characters have a history with this guy named harvey so they're they're kind of getting together to to um take him down yeah at least for uh uh, Rodney and I, though, it started to pick up. I'm now driving a truck that I actually have full control of, and you're uh, pumping, uh, you're shooting out a pump shotgun, are you not? Yeah, um, shooting at some so cops. Does, does the character that you pick, like, so um, can both characters do either thing? Or, like, so say if you pick the one character, you would have to, say, drive the truck, and then if the other person picked the other character, they would, say, shoot the gun? You couldn't switch, or do you make that decision? Or I don't think so. Like I think you can switch because literally I ended up driving the truck mainly because I was the one that jump started the truck where he was putting the gas in. So he jumped in the back while I got into the the driver's seat. So I think if it was the other way around, he may be driving. I, that's interesting. We'll have to see it when we get there. But I think everything's predetermined. I think depending on the character you pick, because there was one part in the game where you were like, okay, climb the climb the pipe and then i came over to climb it but then i knelt down so i think initially that guy is all like i think yeah there is predetermined aspects but when we do get to the truck part let's try that and uh see if um the game is set in uh stone or if we can change the way it plays out yeah that'd be if you could change the way it plays out i think that would be that would be better because you know like when you're playing somebody might have the preference to drive and somebody might have the preference to shoot if you're kind of stuck with the the one you're not good at or the one you don't want to do it would be better if you could pick um i don't want to spoil too many things but uh, the driving mechanics 
need a bit of work. They are very sloppy. And there's another scene. Mark did it this time because I did it last time. Is uh, you're like uh, uh, pushing around. Um, what is it? A uh, laundry cart. The laundry cart. And that thing does not want to turn back up. It just goes at any angle it wants to. And then it's another stupid thing is the other guy hides in the laundry cart. And apparently three sheets is enough to cover him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure the driving mechanics are still better than Far Cry 5, am I right? Uh. <laughs> so. And then uh, let's talk about that kitchen scene. I don't know about you guys, but usually um, prison inmates don't have access to like butcher knives and whatnot. So you just like get in a fight, you fall over the kitchen wall, and next thing you know, the bad guys are throwing it. Like they just pull out two big knives and like, oh yeah, I'm gonna cut you. I'm gonna cut you good. Have you ever seen the movie Blood In, Blood Out? <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> you have the roommates or the roommates, the the inmates all run the the kitchen area. They're all like chopping up the food and cooking it all themselves. So I mean, it's... I think that's how they used to do it in in old timey prisons. Yeah, but you think at least I remember watching like. Um... Uh, what was it escape from alcatraz with uh clint eastwood or was that um uh, yeah that was clint eastwood. yeah is remember when they're in the show in the kitchen scene there's still bars though when uh, people were grabbing the food so when they were t- taking the food from the um the kitchen inmates i guess they could only grab the trays they couldn't actually interact or anything there's still a block there right where here it was like literally just uh you could just jump over the <laughs> the little uh wall grab your like where you grab your tray and uh that's it you're in the kitchen now you have access to knives mallets pots and pans and <laughs> you can have a, a kitchen uh heyday no i think i think that is how they do it so like you're there's obviously a guard or two in the kitchen while they're all preparing yeah. the meals because there's literally knives there like uh inmates become like really good architects so they're like oh, i'm gonna make a shiv out of out of my toothbrush i'm gonna use my lighter and melt it into a uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy. We, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they do use knives and stuff inside the kitchen, but it's it's heavily regulated with with the guards. And then when they leave the kitchen, obviously they get patted down to make sure they didn't steal something, steal anything. Um, another scene though is like uh, that. It kind of caught me off guard. Man, was it uh, pretty uh, badass? But the guy that was kicking your ass like the whole time, he well he had the knife. Man, he just stabbed the crap out of that guard. Like, dang. Oh, is yeah. it quite graphic? Um, well, I mean, you saw the knife go in and out and in and out and in and out. Well, Ooh. as graphic as it can be as those crappy Xbox One graphics will let you have them. Like, just a quick thing is that game did not look, it didn't, didn't look very good. It, well, you know what it did? I, I thought the same thing, but, he, but it will sit on the Xbox One X. It looks really good. Yeah, I think well it's because his is enhanced and it's four times more powerful than the PS4. I'd be interested in see what it would look like on the PS4. But is it just like are games like this just made like because obviously PS4 is a little more powerful than Xbox? Do they dumb it down for Xbox and then release it on PS4 and then release it on PC even more powerful than it is on PS4? How does that work? So basically, um, for ports of games, it's a complete different build. Be, mainly because the GPU is different, the CPU is different. So say if you were working at a game studio, half half the crew would maybe be working on, uh, say, a Switch version, lower graphics, stuff like that. Another team would be working on the Xbox or PC. 
right? And then another team would be working on the PS4. Or what they do is they'd make the base game and then they'd pour, uh, hand it off to another studio, which would then take it and then change things around to make it accessible to that console. Okay, so well, do they, well, the coding, coding and stuff would be the same, wouldn't it? Coding is the same, but the controls are always different. So you have the different layouts, right? You have the different graphical power. So sometimes the things have to be scaled back. If you understand, like say trees, shadows, stuff like that, it all has to be redesigned. Well, that's exactly what like Far Cry 5 on PS4 and I'm sure on Xbox One, um, One X looks amazing. You can see every blade of grass. But then I, I could notice watching Far Cry 5 on, on your Xbox One, Rodney, and it just doesn't have that same like the the crispness in the background and 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 in the water and in everything you see in the Far Cry world. Mind you, I'm playing on the regular Xbox, right? I don't I don't have a One X yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, uh, I'm still playing on the regular. But that's PS4. also why you get games that get released. Like uh, Hellblade just got released for Xbox, but it's been out for PlayStation for like eight months. Or even uh, like PUBG coming to Xbox and then taking a long time for PlayStation because there's so many tweaks and stuff they have to do. Those are also called timed exclusives. So uh, at least for PUBG, Microsoft actually um, made a deal with Blue Blue Note or Blue Wave. I something Blue something is the development studio, <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, some first class reporting. Well. <laughs> hey, whatever. You know how many a new game, game studios? Blue something. Yeah, it's a uh, Blue Note Studios or Blue Wave something. But Microsoft approached them for exclusive timed rights to PUBG. So basically, it was the same thing with like other games. Um, we've talked about it before. Is I really don't like exclusive content, at least for consoles. So if you're gonna buy, say, um, let's go back like Assassin's Creed or Destiny on PS4, you'd get more content. Where on Xbox, they didn't give you anything else. It was, uh, but that DLC would be available to the other console maybe six months later. That's basically how PUBG is working out, as there is a PS. For uh, PS4 version coming out, but it's a timed exclusive, which could be anywhere from six months to a year to even longer. Um, this is kind of a nice segue into what we were talking about earlier, Mark, which was um, how P P uh, PlayStation is basically making like turning into uh, <laughs> like a phone or something. Go ahead. Uh, we were just looking. I was just you know bored cruising the cruising the web, and I saw this article that say that were saying that with the release of like the PS Pro and the Xbox One X that down the line they're going to make it's they're following the Apple iPhone train where they're going to make a new console almost annually and it's just going to have a little bit spec like spec a little better oh this like new bells and whistles every year just like the phone just like how our phones are going and that just infuriates me <laughs> cuz it's just not to mention like these consoles are expensive enough. You're spending seven, eight hundred dollars, and that's probably pretty cheap. Um, and then to have it a year later, have to spend another whatever six, seven hundred dollars just because you don't have the latest thing. That's frustrating. Yeah, I uh, I would agree with you there because uh, it's been like that for every console pretty much lately. Is you have your Xbox, then you have your Xbox One S. Now we have the Xbox One X. Then we have the PS4. We have the PS4 Pro. But see, that doesn't really bother me. That's fine. There's there's very few difference between the like the okay. So if you have a 4K TV, you have a PS4 Pro. If you have a a, a 4K TV, you have the your One X. To, just to say, like 
So if you if you get a PS5 and then two years later, their P, whatever PS5 1.3 is out, you're telling me that's going to be a little slower than your PS5, and it's going to be a little less better, and it's not as, you know, not as freaking. Well, if they follow the Apple train, like they said, they'll just release an update and slow your console down, so you have to freaking buy a new one. Yeah, um, yeah, I really hope it's not going this way, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. What are your thoughts on that, Cole? Uh, I don't know. I'd say uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of it at all, but the um, there it's the people who are in charge, right? It's like if you want to get a, a phone, the these are the guys who, who sell them, so you got to play by, by their rules, and you know there's not... There's not a lot you can do, and then eventually, like people are used to the, the phone trend. You know, you know, it's like when it first starts, people are upset and grumpy about it, and then everybody gets used to it. So, it's it's tough that uh, there's a few people who stay grumpy, but everybody else just kind of like, yeah, this is the way it is now. So, uh, if that's the way it goes, yeah, it, it's the way it goes. It really just infuriates me because I know that's just the way it goes, and I, I gripe about yeah, it now. No, I, but I hate come, you too. come the time, I'm gonna be the guy. That's buying the PS5 1.3 because it's faster and it's better than the PS5. Or you could be See, a true non-supporter and don't buy the new console and just wait three years. And then they're like, oh, we're not selling a lot of 50.2s and .3s. So it's just the .1s are making a lot of money. But ah. See, that's I haven't bought the X yet. Like, I'm still playing on Xbox One, not the Xbox One X. And, uh, yeah, that's why I still use my, my PC quite a bit because uh, the... You know they'll just keep releasing games on Steam and uh, on GOG and stuff, so you don't have to upgrade and get all this better stuff. You're already well. You're already kind of there. PC is the master race. It's just it's that's frustrating too. Is when you get a new graphics card or you get the you get the tits computer, and then six months later, you can't you can't run your game at the highest graphical settings. That's kind of annoying. But being yeah, that said, you're like, not you're not having to buy a new console every six years or four years or whatever whatever they're gonna make it. Yeah, yeah, like for me, I just you just get a lap. You know, like I got my laptop. It was like uh, I mean, laptops are obviously more expensive than uh, like a console. You know, a console would be like five hundred, six hundred bucks, but your your laptop is like fifteen hundred. But at the same time, you can also do a lot of things on your your PC along with gaming. So you just spend a little bit more on a on a PC, and you're good for quite a bit of time. You know, um, I mean, this is almost a podcast. Yeah, this is almost a podcast within itself, consoles versus PCs. But you know what? I've been a console guy for so long, and I've, I've been getting more, mainly on Sea of Thieves, but you're just getting wrecked by PC players because they just have a huge edge. Like, we were talking about this earlier, Mark. They don't have any delay in their controls, um, and they don't have, like, it's just way more fluent to do a mouse than a, than a control stick. Dude, Fortnite is a huge thing because that's cross-platform as well. I'm playing with my buddy who's on PC who can literally build circles around me. Like, we're getting into war with someone and there's a fort made. And you you can't build that fast. You can't... He's pressing one button and he's moving his mouse around and it's building wherever... Like, you can't... You, you can't be, get faster than that. And, and all, like, the big streamers, Ninja, Myth, Dr. Lupo... They're all they all PC players. Hey, don't forget Doctor Disrespect. Yeah, Doctor Disrespect. He, he plays uh, PUBG. I don't think he plays Fortnite. Does well, uh, which one, Ninja? No, uh, Doctor Disrespect. Uh, he he plays both. He's branched out to Fortnite, but he he is a big PUBG player. Yeah. 
Alrighty, um, I think we should start talking about another interesting topic. Uh, Nintendo Labo. Um, Will 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 is dead. Will killed himself just now in the chair. Um, anyways, yeah, it's so it just got released uh, the other day, and it's basically cardboard for your kids and 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 the parent. It's it's a, it looks like a lot of fun, but it has a AAA price tag. What are your thoughts on that, Mark? Uh, I just just got to look at it here a few hours ago. Um, what's the price tag? And there's a, like I, I'm seeing a lot of different ones. I'm seeing like a piano, which looks pretty cool, but I, I do I do see it breaking pretty easy. What's the price tag on it? Okay, so <laughs> man, I should have just stayed dead. Um, the price tag ranges from ninety to one hundred and forty. There's different sets you can buy, um, more customization, different things you can build. Like you said, there's the piano, there's um, a house, there's the fishing rod. Uh, oh man, I don't. The robot. The robot. Yeah. Oh uh, next, next thing you know, there's going to be like sets of these things that you have to buy the pieces of cardboard, and then you're going to be able to build this massive cardboard thing, put your game in there, and oh my god. Well, then that's the this other. This is the way of the future, guys. I think everybody should go this route. I just googled this for the first time right now. I've never heard anything about it. I just looked it up, and I can't. I can't believe it. Man, this isn't the way of the future. This is the way of the past. Like in the 1960s, like kids built their forts and stuff out of cardboard boxes, and like all their like helmets and stuff out of cardboard boxes. So they're going for a nostalgia feel right now, Rodney. <laughs> it's Nintendo's strong yeah, the- suit. That's what I thought. Like when I was a kid, you know, like they're releasing stuff like like this. I'm trying to think of an example. Like, um, what are those things where you there was like goggles you put on and you could put different filters into the goggle to look yeah, at pictures? Yeah, um, I don't remember what those are called, but you yeah, know, it was the red thing that you looked like they're like binoculars. But yeah, yeah, what yeah. The, what the heck? Are, I was just talking about them yesterday. Uh, Pilos kaleidoscope. Yeah. What's it called? What's it called? Is it a kaleidoscope? Where no, the no, kaleidoscope no, 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 is no, the no. thing. No, um, it's the. It's a it's a it's a viewer of something where you press the thing and then the little card that you put in the top. This yeah. this yeah. was the thing of the nineties. Was this this thing, and you got to see like I want to look it up. I got to find it. Do yeah. you guys uh, remember the etch etch a sketch? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. etch and sketch. Light bright. <laughs> light bright was video games before video games. Yeah. <laughs> no, light bright was when mom. Light bright was I played that when mom took my sixty four away and I couldn't play video games anymore. I played light bright. <laughs> Oh, dude, Lightbright was awesome. When I was a kid, I, I played some mad Lightbright. Yeah. You know, Labo... I would still play Lightbright. If I had Lightbright today, I would play the heck out of it. Cole, you need a life. You've got a wife, man. <laughs> she would play Lightbright with me. Oh, God. <laughs> she probably would, Lightbright together. <laughs> Shout out to Hannah. Um, <laughs> I re- you know, Labo with the connectivity and like put, putting pieces together kind of reminds me of Connect. Or the connect, or what it, was it? You know, similar to Lego, but it was like the yeah, connect. Uh, yeah, it was connect. But it was spelled different. Connect. I just can't remember how to spell it. But I remember like building like Ferris wheels and. <laughs> so, so what type? What type of games are we are we looking at that are going to be available? Are they just like built-in cardboard games, <laughs> or like like what like what is it? <laughs> built-in cardboard. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, there's a couple of different ones. So um, I guess there's a robot game of some sort. There's a fishing game. Like the more than AAA price tag comes with a game, but you have to build the cardboard thing to go with it. I, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to make the child and parent work together on a little project, but it's like 
once it's done, it's done. And then you have this like game that's kind of not worth $80. And the cardboard now is like this enormous thing. And it's got to take up more space in your house. I don't know. It just... They could have went about it in a better way. But mind you, the reviews I'm reading are actually quite positive for Nintendo Labo, shockingly. Um, I thought it was always cooler about, like, the Lego games. I thought that um, when you play those Lego games, you could actually buy... It's I don't know what it was. It's like a little. It looked like a little transport platform or whatever, and you could build a Lego thing and put it on this thing, and it would scan it into your game. So you could actually build Lego characters, Lego anything, put it on this little thing, and it would scan right into the game. I thought that was like the coolest thing. What game was that for? Yeah, it was for PlayStation. Was that a creative Studio Lego Creative Studio. I I don't know if it, it was a Creative Studio. Yeah, okay, it wasn't. They gave you missions and stuff, but you could literally build Lego whatever you wanted with these Lego sets, and it would scan into your game. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, just just looking back on this uh, this Nintendo Lab thing, like I'm I'm on their website right now, and I'm looking up people like building it. I feel like. If, if this were to rip or to break or something, you know, or, like, get wet, and is that it? Then it's just, like, done? Then you'd have to buy another one? Yeah, with, you know, like I've... yeah, with my luck, my cat would sleep on it and then pee on it and leave, and then that's it for Nintendo Labo. Yeah, $80 down the drain. I feel like it's very, it's very, um, especially for the price, you know, it's very uh, fragile. Yeah, um, and, and same thing again. I, I'm going on their website, too, and it literally just says exactly what I said about the space. People with... Um, uh, you know, maybe smaller houses that don't have a lot of space. Like, where do you put where do you put your robot suit? You know, you don't have any closet space. You don't have a robot suit holder, Rodney. No, that's that's on oh, my list. Man. I'm purchasing that next after my PS4. Get in the now. <laughs> hey, Rodney. Uh, now that you've given your uh, piano uh, to your brother, I think it's uh, you can replace it with that uh, cardboard piano. I would, except it's. I actually didn't give it to my brother. It's in my closet. They bro- the movers broke the. Oh, I guess that's us. Um, broke the uh, <laughs> the leg for it, so that it doesn't have a uh, doesn't have a stand right now. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> oh yeah, no fun fun story about my life. I moved like last month, and we hired movers, and they didn't show up. And then they were like three and a half hours late, and I called the guy, and I was like, "F you, I'm not giving you any of my money." And he's like, "Well, nice. do you not want our services?" I'm like, "No." F you, <laughs> I just like lost it. I just ripped him a new, new, new asshole. And you uh, don't want their services. No. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, so I took, I took like twelve trips in, in my fiance's dad's truck, and we moved our whole house over to the house. It was good stuff. Nice. Uh, moving on, though, I kind of want to end this podcast on because uh, we've all talked about it. Is the Xbox One X and its graphical capabilities? Now, there's tons of new games that have already previously been announced, and I'm sure Microsoft is going to throw us uh, some curveballs this year as well. Um, and there's rumors now that Microsoft is actually going to be starting um, releasing Xbox One X exclusive titles. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I feel that it's about time Microsoft threw you guys something. <laughs> so... Um... Do we have any? Do we have any titles for these Xbox One X exclusives? Uh, not yet. It's uh, more of just rumor, but it has been. You know, they talked about it when the Xbox One X was first announced that they would, uh, I guess, in the future, just focus on X well, titles. But they don't want to do what they, I guess, other consoles have done, is kind of just throw the original Xbox One under the blast. 
Well, I, I guess that leaves my idea out because I was saying what better way to make a big splash with boom, just Halo. Let's go. Oh, oh my god, you're right. They're going to make Halo 6 Xbox One X exclusive and I'm going to have to freaking buy one. God damn it. God damn well, Microsoft. Then, but, but by the time you buy it, you know, you're going to, it's going to, Halo 6 is going to come out. You're going to buy an Xbox One and then the next one's going to come out and then you're going to wait with your Xbox 6 until they release Halo 7 for the Xbox Triple X and then, uh, then you're going to have to buy one of those. Cool. It's a vicious cycle, my friend, but we got to play by the rules. That's I this that's yeah that's what I said I I didn't want to play by the rules but that's that's the point that I was getting at is like they're the ones in control like where do you what do you do if you want to change it you know like they they got you in the armbar so they definitely have us in the armbar um I know that this is where my frustration comes too like we need to band up together and say no yeah but th- that's the same with the phones and the same with the um. What was something that everybody would like? We wanted to change it, but everybody was buying it. I'll remember what it is. Don't I won't dwell on it for too long. If I remember it, I'll bring it up. Probably something to do with Apple. God, I hate Apple. I hate Apple with a passion because they just like I hate Apple too. Oh, they just advertise elite products and an elite lifestyle, and then in like a year, it's just like garbage. And they're like, oh, you need a new one now. You need to give us another thousand dollars. Like, well, oh. going again in the like Apple apparently does really really bad in Europe and Asia. It's only does well in north america you know because in in asia everybody uses samsung and and google's and uh i mean i guess europe would be more north american influenced but nobody has apple products there like i I don't i don't get why it does so well in north america just uh well simple simple folks getting their apples yeah and i mean (laughs) (laughs) i you just lost a bunch of listeners or you lost me yeah as a spokesperson (laughs) um i bought an apple um, and well, and you can't play any games on Apple. That's why we don't really want to talk about Apple. But I, it's, and my Sea of Thieves just finished downloading on my computer. I'm so excited um, to get away from the Xbox One X and go to my PC. Anyways, um, so yeah, I bought an uh, iMac for my studio uh, like five years ago. And it's just like I spent like 2500 bucks on the computer. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you also have to buy the mouse. And you also have to buy um, a CD drive. And you also – like I had to buy all this extra stuff on a computer I already spent 2500 bucks on. It was just a complete – like utter ripoff, and the the pack all the um all the USB plugins are all in the back. I always hated that. I mean, like if I wanted to plug something in the front, you know, you have to like crawl around to the back, or you can't have your your computer or TV like right up against something. So the fact they, they try that, to make it look fancy. Like I don't care if it looks ugly as long as it works. The fact like, that they you know? don't include a mouse and a keyboard, I, I, there's no words. That's just garbage. And, and apparently, because t- I told people this story before, and they're like, oh, no, it always comes with a mouse and keyboard. I'm like, well, mine did not. Mine did not come with a mouse and keyboard. I had to freaking buy it. It was ridiculous. But, Ronnie, it always comes with a mouse and keyboard. Mine did not come with a mouse and keyboard. But, no, no, but, Ronnie, it always comes with a mouse and keyboard. Stop talking, Cole. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, with uh, Apple computers, though, I've also, um, when I was in high school, um, the high school we used... Um, were allowing computers and they actually gave us Apple laptops and um, even at home I had an I, I, older iMac I can't remember before they went to uh, this flat screen stuff I remember having this big computer but uh, the problem I've always had with Apple uh, computers is the CD drive I have lost countless uh, countless uh, CDs and other uh, software that uh, was never uh, retrievable <laughs> 
Alright, so I thought we were going to end on a good note, but we're smashing Apple now. <laughs> that is a good note. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good note, yeah. Um, but uh, I'm assuming if, if you're listening to this podcast, most I mean, a lot of people do have an iPhone, mind you, but that's probably their eighth one of their whole life. Um, but yeah, anyways, we should probably wrap this up. Um, so yeah, a way out, play it, it's pretty good. Um, it's worth it's worth the, the $40, the $40 price tag. And uh, Nintendo Labo can't really say I'd spend $80 on it, but uh, I don't know. Totally worth it. Everybody go out and buy a Nintendo Labo right now. <laughs> all right, uh, Will, what do you got to say about all this? Labo should just disappear from the face of the world. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Will oh. is on a secret covert mission. A way out, go play it. Um, please, Sony, do not release systems like cell phones. Alright, uh, thanks for listening to the Video Games Now podcast. Let us know your thoughts and uh, on our Facebook page, our Instagram page, all the pages that we have on all the social media sites. Uh, check out our website as well, videogamesnow.ca or Video Games Snow as, I'm, as it more looks like because there's no capitals. Um, but yeah, um, we got a couple new shirts in development right now, so those are going to be released on the store very soon. And uh, check out our, vi- our top 10 video that got released on Monday, top 10 worst video game movies of all time, and uh, let us know what your thoughts on that are. And if you guys have uh, any uh, suggestions for our show, any episodes you may want to hear and stuff like that, let us know. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll see you all on the next one. Bye-bye. Later, guys. Later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.